0: Section 17. of Flatland by Edwin Abbott Abbott. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Aaron White. Section 17. How the sphere, having in vain tried words, resorted to deeds. It was in vain... I brought my hardest right angle into violent collision with the stranger, pressing on him with a force sufficient to have destroyed any ordinary circle, but I could feel him slowly and unarrestably slipping from my contact, not edging to the right nor to the left, but moving somehow out of the world and vanishing into nothing. Soon there was a blank, but still I heard the intruder's voice. Sphere. Why will you refuse to listen to reason? I had hoped to find in you, as being a man of sense and an accomplished mathematician, a fit apostle for the gospel of the three dimensions, which I am allowed to preach once only in a thousand years. But now I know not how to convince you. O stay, I have it. Deeds and not words shall proclaim the truth. Listen, my friend. I have told you I can see from my position in space the inside of all things that you consider closed. For example, I see in yonder cupboard near which you are standing several of what you call boxes, but like everything else in Flatland they have no tops or bottom, full of money. I also see two tablets of accounts. I am about to descend into that cupboard and to bring you one of those tablets." i saw you lock the cupboard half an hour ago and i know you have the key in your possession but i descend from space the doors you see remain unmoved now i am in the cupboard and am taking the tablet now i have it now i ascend with it i rushed to the closet and dashed the door open one of the tablets was gone With a mocking laugh, the stranger appeared in the other corner of the room, and at the same time the tablet appeared upon the floor. I took it up. There could be no doubt. It was the missing tablet. I groaned with horror, doubting whether I was not out of my sense, but the stranger continued. "'Surely you must now see that my explanation and no other suits the phenomena.' What you call solid things are really superficial. What you call space is really nothing but a great plane. I am in space. And look down upon the insides of the things of which you only see the outsides. You could leave the plane yourself if you could but summon up the necessary volition. A slight upward or downward motion would enable you to see all that I can see. The higher I mount, and the further I go from your plane, the more I can see, though, of course, I see it on a smaller scale. For example, I am ascending. Now I can see your neighbor, the hexagon, and his family in their several apartments. Now I see the inside of the theater, ten doors off, from which the audience is only just departing, and on the other side a circle in his study, sitting at his books. Now I shall come back to you, and, as a crowning proof, what do you say to my giving you a touch, just the least touch in your stomach? It will not seriously injure you, and the slight pain you may suffer cannot be compared with the mental benefit you will receive. Before I could utter a word of remonstrance, I felt a shooting pain in my inside, and a demoniacal laugh seemed to issue from within me. A moment afterwards, the sharp agony had ceased, leaving nothing but a dull ache behind. And the stranger began to reappear saying as he gradually increased in size there i have not hurt you much have i if you are not convinced now i don't know what will convince you what say you my resolution was taken it seemed intolerable that i should endure existence subject to the arbitrary visitations of a magician who could thus play tricks with one's very stomach If only i could in any way manage to pin him against the wall till help came once more i dashed my hardest angle against him at the same time alarming the whole household by my cries for aid i believe at the moment of my onset the stranger had "'sunk below our plane, and really found difficulty in rising. "'In any case, he remained motionless, "'while I, hearing as I thought the sound of some help approaching, "'pressed against him with redoubled vigour "'and continued to shout for assistance. "'A convulsive shudder ran through the sphere. "'This must not be,' I thought I heard him say. "'Either he must listen to reason, or "'I must have recourse to the last resource of civilization.' Then, addressing me in a louder tone, he hurriedly exclaimed, "'Listen, no stranger must witness what you have witnessed. "'Send your wife back at once before she enters the apartment. "'The gospel of the three dimensions must not be thus frustrated. "'Not thus must the fruits of one thousand years of waiting be thrown away. "'I hear her coming. "'Back, back, away from me, or you must go with me, "'whither you are not, into the land of three dimensions.' Fool! Madman! Irregular! I exclaimed. Never will I release thee, for thou shalt pay the penalty of thine impostures. Ha! Is it come to this? thundered the stranger. Then meet your fate. Out of your plane you go. Once, twice, thrice, tis done. End of section 17. Recording by Aaron White.